0: Hey friends, good morning and welcome to Mosaic. Now if you are joining us for the very first time, glad you are here. And if you're live with us, man, let us know where you're from. In fact, if you are live right now, uh, can you just give some love, can you give a shout out to our hosts? Because these guys are amazing people. Now, if you're catching up later on uh, on this talk, maybe you're out for a walk. I don't know what you're doing. I'm just glad you're doing this because this is a amazing series. In fact, I've loved this conversation that we're having about the fruits of the Spirit. Now, we're going to jump into our fruit of the week. It's called Peace. But before I do that, I got to talk to you about this past weekend, because I got to visit my uh, uh, two sisters and my mom, and it's always fun, and it's great to hang out with them. But I'll tell you what, inevitably, it always happens like in the middle of whatever we're, do, we're doing it happens during the visit that we have this what I call a holly a, a Bollywood break <laughs> a Bollywood break, because we'll go into a dance, we'll go into a song, we're going to be reminiscing, I don't know what happens, but our culture just kind of all of a sudden erupts right before us, and it's always fun. I mean, if you come from a different culture, man, it's always great to be, you know, reminded of where you're coming from, or who you're part of, and so it's always fun, and we're bilingual, right? Oh, actually, we're trilingual, and what happens is, and if you can relate, we use a lot of different words. Uh, All of a sudden, we go from English to Urdu, and sometimes throw in Arabic, and sometimes we're actually Punjabi, and so we'll throw in some Punjabi. It's so much fun. Now, why do I bring this up? Because I bring it up because there's a particular word that we use when it comes to the word peace, and that is sukun, sukun. And my mom, I remember, when I mean, she would get so stressed out, she would say this. She was like, tum mira sukun chori karrayo. Now, what does that mean? She said, it means this, it means that you are robbing my peace. You are a peace robber. And I thought that's pretty interesting because I think for some of us, this year and uh, the, just past several months, maybe even this week, is robbing us. Like we're robbing our peace. And so the question is the peace that you and I have, is it being robbed? Or is it a peace that actually is easily stolen? So that's what we're going to be talking about. This idea of not allowing things in our life, uh, people in our life, to actually rob us of the peace that God wants to not just give us, but actually grow in us. Because this peace is not just a feeling. In fact, it is a fruit. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about here, we've been in a series about the fruits of the Spirit, and we're talking about the reality that spiritual life is connected to um, organic growth. God loves, He loves to see us grow. Spiritual growth is actually us growing up in maturity, and the fruits that we've been talking about that's listed in Galatians actually give us clarity clarity to the the fact that if we're actually growing uh, spiritually or not. So let me read you our passage, and we'll jump in to this word peace and what it means. Galatians 5 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love that we talked about. Joy that we talked about. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness, gentleness, and and self-control. So today, let's talk about peace. When you think of the word peace, what do you think of? In Urdu, it means sukun. I believe in Spanish, it's the word pas. Sounds like pas, but it's really not like that, or pas. I'm not quite sure if you, my Latino friends, you guys can figure this out for me. But in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, the word peace is introduced in different ways. For example, in the Old Testament, the word is shalom. It means a lot of things. It means some of the things that we think of, but it also means the word, this wholeness, this coming together. Um, and so, or harmony. In the New Testament, uh, the New Testament is in Greek, and in, in the word peace in the New Testament is the word Irena. Uh, and I'm not quite sure exactly uh, how to say it, because I don't speak Greek, but the word, again, is connected to the idea of um, being whole or being one. So it seems like the Scriptures are telling us that the word peace Peace, the idea of peace, is a lot more than what we think. In fact, if you continue looking into the word peace and the idea of peace, you'll realize that that Jesus describes two different kinds of peace. And in fact, he introduces us to this idea of peace, not as a feeling, but as a fruit of the Spirit. So, let's jump in. What did Jesus say about peace? Well, he described it. Uh, he actually differentiated between the kind of peace that the world gives and the peace that uh, he wants to give us. It's, it's, the, it's this, John 14, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift to the world, I'm sorry, Uh, the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be uh, troubled or afraid. So uh, did you notice he's saying this peace is a gift and it's not a gift that the world can give to you. John 16 says this. Jesus is talking and he's talking again about this peace. But he says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I think we can all relate to this, this idea of trouble. I mean, we can all truly um, relate to to this in visceral ways. I mean, there's so many things that are go- going on in our lives, things that are um, keeping us from really just a good night's sleep or maybe making it very hard for us to get up in the morning and live another day and do the things we need to do. Um, there's so much um, trouble, it seems like, and a lack of peace right now that for some of us, it's causing so much chaos in our lives. It's changing us. In fact, I mean, if we were to look back at uh, the kind of people we've become in this pandemic, for some of us, uh, it's, been, it's been really good, but others of us, We've been robbed of so many different things and it seems like peace is one of those things that have been robbed from us. Again, the scriptures tell us that Jesus says, hey, there are two different kinds of peace here. So what is he talking about? What he's saying is that the peace that the world gives is two things. It's fragile and fleeting. And then he actually says that the peace that he gives us is freeing and faithful. Let me say it again: the peace that the world gives us is um, fragile and fleeting, and the peace that Jesus wants to give us, the fruit that He wants to grow in us, is freeing and faithful. So let's talk about what does it mean to have a fragile peace? Let me ask you this: Have you ever have you ever helped someone move? I have. I have moved, growing up I moved a lot, I've helped people move all the time. Don't you just love it when some people, you think they're like, they got their life together and then you help them move and they're like, so disorganized, you're like, you not wanna judge them, but you're like, oh my gosh, come on. Like I've walked into places where I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to help you move, you show up, they haven't even packed, they haven't done anything. I'm like, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take the clothes off, clothes out of your closet and put them in this, like what, what's happening here, I didn't, I mean, And then there are other people who are like super organized, super organized. And those people write all kinds of notes on the boxes, right? Are you one of those? Like you write in detail, in detail, everything that's going on. Well, there are people who write fragile on the boxes, right? Have you heard that? Or is it fragile or fragile? I don't know. But regardless, I've always thought, what about all the other boxes? Because it seems like all the boxes that have the word fragile on them, uh, I'm like stressed out about, and I'm thinking, shouldn't we stress out about all the other boxes that don't have this because we treat them like really rough and you know what I'm talking about? I think of the peace that the world gives us is fragile. It's fragile. It's one of those things that can easily be broken. It seems like it can just break. I think for some of us, we've experienced this. It's like. It's like you don't want to disturb this kind of peace because if you disturb it, it will break on you. It will shatter. And I think if you have a peace that continually gets shattered because of a conversation, because of a post that you saw, because of whatever, I wonder if you and I have settled for a peace that the world gives, a peace that is just fragile. Now... We know we can't live with that because, I mean, our life moves so fast and we got to have a peace that's stronger than that. Now, I mentioned to you that the, war, the Jesus uh, uh, kind uh, of you know, alludes to the fact that the, the, this peace the world gives is fragile, but it's also fleeting. It, like, it, it's, it seems like you can never keep it secured. Do you have a peace like that? Do you, do you feel like um, you have it and then you don't have it? And it goes away. Like you had it in the morning, and by the afternoon, it is gone. Or by the end of the day, it's been gone. Or by the end of the week, it's gone. A piece that is always, always leaving, always wants to leave. He can't keep it secure. The other day, I was busy doing some stuff, and all of a sudden, I heard the sound it was from outside the house, and I looked, and I can look through, I can, it was, I can look through the back of our house, and at the back of the house, there seems to be this woman who's running towards our back door, and I'm like, what is going on? Now, I don't live in the neighborhood that people do that, I just don't, but she's running to our back door, and I'm like, is she gonna run into our house? Like, I don't even know this lady, and then she goes to the side of the house, and I'm like, what's going on? Because she's running through our, our lawn, you know, our backyard, and all of a sudden she says, "Chloe, come here or come back." And I'm like, "Ah, a pet. A pet is loose." Now, let me just talk to you about that. Um, do you have a pet that is like held hostage in your house? You know what I'm talking about? Like I got I got family members that have, that have dogs and I'm telling you, they're like, "Shut the like be careful. Like don't let the dog out because if you let the dog out, uh, it'll run away." I'm like, "Because Okay, so the dog wants to run away. Like, is, that's a problem, right? Like, like it's it wants to run away every time you open the door. It wants to just flee. There, there's a there's a situation here, right? Or am I just making this up? What about electric fences, by the way? Like, that is that's really that's really just uh, sadistic, right? I mean, you're electrocuting your pets, and then they're also family members. <laughs> you're electrocuting family members. Maybe we should just do that to humans. I don't, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I, I talk about this because I think for some of us, the world's peace, the peace that the world gives us, the peace that we kind of manufacture is one of those. It's, it's like we have to keep peace hostage because as soon as it has a chance, it's going to run away from you. And some of us, it has run away. And you always need to hold on to it. And then you don't hold on to it. And it slips out of your hand. There's got to be a, way, a better way, right? There's got to be a better peace. I think it's the peace that Jesus talks about, a peace that he wants to give us, uh, and he wants to give us by, allowing, by telling us to partner with the Holy Spirit and to grow peace as a fruit, so let's jump into that. What does that piece look like? Looks like? It looks like a piece that is freeing. Number 1, it's freeing. It's a piece that creates wide open space for you and me. It's a piece that allows us to move past the and away from the pressure of always performing. It's freeing. Romans 5 says this. Says therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, By faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Friends, um, God has freed us from this law and the pressure of always being perfect. God has freed us up to... uh, To allow us not just a peace of mind, but a peace of soul. Given us is peace that says, hey, by faith, if you enter into a relationship with me, if we're talking about real things, you are done being under the gun. You're done being confined to this law of getting things right. You are done holding on to a peace and a security that's so fragile that it'll break every time you sin. He said, let me just tell you, I'm giving you a peace that's freeing, that's not fragile, because fragile spirituality breaks every time you do something wrong. And for some of us, we are living out a fragile um, spirituality. And here, um, and by the way, that leads to a fragile peace. Here, God saying, "Hey, uh, I want to give you, I want to give you a freeing peace, a, a, a freeing peace, a, a peace that that allows you to to actually live in Me." Now, the question though is, is that do you understand that? Like, have you ever um, stopped and thought, "Okay, do I even believe this?" Did you notice what He said? He said, "You've been made right in God's eyes by faith." And what that means is your faith. Uh, that means you've had to have a conversation with God about this. See, if you, want, if you want God's peace to grow in you, it starts with you knowing and acknowledging what God has done for you and to live into that. You see, the depth, you might want to look in the depth of the knowledge of the gospel. Like you and, the, and your understanding of what it means to be in a relationship with God. Because if you're unclear on that, this piece is going to be unclear to you. And it's not going to make sense to you. It starts with knowing you have a right standing with God by faith. Friends, that's extremely freeing. Again, no longer having pressure to keep doing the things you need to do. Man, that brings you a lot of peace of mind. Some of you, you're so stressed out. You're so worried. You have so much anxiousness about your spirituality because you're like, hey, is this going to send me to hell? Am I right with God? Does God hate me for this? Is God okay with me? Can I do this? There's so much um, stress. Man, God says, hey, I'm giving you a peace, and it's a peace that is yours to have. Because I've made you right in my sight. See, righteousness is not you being holy. Righteousness means being right with God, and he has made us right with him. Also, it's a peace that is faithful. I said faithful, right? Faithful, what do I mean by that? It's, it's faithful in, in a sense where it's not going to break. It's, it's strong enough to handle life and all the conflict that it brings. It's not fleeting uh, peace. It is a, a, it, it is a peace that is faithful. Ephesians uh, 2 clarifies this. It says this. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. So this, Christ has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. One people. When In his own body on the cross, he broke the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with his commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one, check this out, one new people. One new people from two groups. Let me just tell you, God's peace gives us so much power. It has so much standing power that it gives us the ability to stand in the midst of difficult conversation. It has the power to bring opposites together. You see, when we, when we look at our world, we look at our culture right now, we look at the church world right now, we are so um, um, at each other. We're so divided. You see, part of that is that um, we don't have peace as a spiritual fruit. And peace as a spiritual fruit is a sign of spiritual maturity. And friends, if you cannot uh, allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life that brings you in the same room, at the same table, with someone who's different from you, who has different ideas of what it means to be a follower of Jesus and what it means to uh, be a good person or be a right person or create a better world, if you don't have opposites sitting at the table or in the same room, And if this causes you so much anguish and causes you so much stress and you get all worked up, friend, I want to just tell you, you don't have a peace that God wants to give you. You have a peace that the world gives. It's fleeting. But the peace that the Holy Spirit gives is a fruit that is strong enough. It's faithful. It can handle this. And it says here, it brought two people together. Two opposite groups together. It is powerful, friends, and that is the peace that God wants us to allow the Holy Spirit to grow in us. I know, what you're asking is probably now is like, okay, so what do we do? Well, let me give you a couple of things. Number one, you allow peace to set the pace of your life. Allow peace, number one, allow peace to set the pace of of your life. Now you've probably heard this before. Hey, let's create a pace in life that creates peace. Let's go on a pace that creates peace, less stress. Let's let's have a schedule that's workable that gives you uh, a lot of good things. You can have a Sabbath, and you can have this, and you can have rest time, play time. Let's create a good. Um, man, let's, uh, uh, life. Let's manage a system, and that system will create the peace in your life. I believe that, but I think God's peace is a little different. It actually says, "No, no, no. You need to allow God's peace to set the pace of your life." Isaiah 26 says this: it "says You will keep in perfect peace all those who trust in You, all those who are whose thoughts are fixed on You." You see, I really believe that we have to get real when it comes to our lives. See, people have said, oh, no, 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 life is a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. And when people say that, basically what they're saying is, hey, don't worry about this. This is not a big thing. Let's, let's just remember, it's, it's not, it's, it's life is a marathon. Life is a marathon. I do believe, though, that life is both. It's actually a marathon of sprints. It's like you go. And you stop and you go and you got to hustle and you got to be, you got to move fast. You got to do a lot of things. And see, the truth is, is that when you allow God's peace, this fruit to set the pace of your life, friends, it's so much better. It's going into an event. It's going into like plans that you have. It's going into complicated conversations and allow, instead of allowing those conversations uh, to give you peace, um, you have peace already and you can set the pace of it. You see, for me, I don't like conflict. I just don't. So one uh, idea that I've had in my life is just avoid conflict. If I just avoid conflict, I have all the peace in the world. Well, that's one way of doing it, but it's not the right way. The fruit of the Spirit, this peace, actually allows me to enter into some hard conversations with peace intact that I can walk into them so I can go through conflict peacefully. Peacefully. See, we're missing that, aren't we? We're missing people having hard conversations. People missing that. So we have to, what? Allow peace to set the pace of our life. If we do that, here's what you're going to do. You're going to move quick and fast versus always rushed and hurried. See, stress does that. Peace lets you move quick and fast, but you're at peace. Not, not rushed, and not hurried, quick and fast. It also allows you to be flexible and agile, flexible and agile versus rigid and like stiff or stuck up or having, you know what I'm talking about. You, got, you, you have you people in your life, you have moments where you're like, man, what is stuck? What's, can I even say it? I don't even want to say it. But you know, like, they're just stiff, man. What's going on with you? Why? Because peace is gone. Peace is gone. But when you allow, Peace to set the pace of your life, it changes the game. God's peace, God's peace. Number two, practice. Practice peace as a pace of your life. Not just allow it, you got to practice this out. You got to engage in this. Philippians 4 says this it says, Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me. This is Paul talking. He says, Everything you've heard from me and saw me doing. Then, then, then the God of peace. Uh, will be with you he's saying i've said a lot of things to you and i've done a lot of things for you i've exemplified a lot of things all of those things give you peace but you got to put them into practice so what are all these things he's talking about well just uh just before that or uh, in a couple of verses before that he actually lists them he says this he says don't worry about anything now this is Philippians 4 6 and 7 you might have heard this passage before just maybe it says don't worry about anything which is again hard to do he says instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Again, friends, are you, are you seeing this? Like there is a reality, there is an existence of peace when you live in the person of Jesus and in all that he has done. It's bigger than just a feeling. It's, it's, it's bigger than that God, that God allows you to live in him. And then it says, guard your heart and mind. I mean, this means that, again, this peace, this shalom that they're talking about, this, these words of peace, this, it's, it's, it's integrated in your soul. There's harmony within you. He says it'll guard your heart and mind. And then, and, then, and then you will experience the peace that God wants you to experience, not the world. But again, what does he say? But here's how you do it. You stop worrying about everything, and then you pray about everything instead. Psalms uh, 46 says this it says surrender surrender your anxieties be still and stop your striving and you will see that I am God here the scripture is saying you want to experience me you want to feel me you want to know me you want to uh, understand me you got to stop some of these things you got to stop striving you got to stop you got to be silent you you got to surrender certain things you got to you got to surrender anxiety you see Part of peace is this idea of like, honestly, repenting from some things. It's like repentance means to stop doing something. I think for some of us, we need to understand that repentance is such a beautiful thing. Because what it's inviting us to, and not condemning us, what's inviting us to is a, hey, stop doing the things you think are important. You stop doing the things that you think is going to make me happy. Just stop doing these things. Just change your behavior. And here he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just stop, stop worrying about certain things and that's extremely hard to do i get that but you understand that if we're gonna practice peace then we have to start some stuff and then stop some stuff so let me give you a phrase that i think will be super helpful what it's basically saying is he's saying resist in worrying and persist in prayer yeah it's a little cheesy It's memorable, though, right? Resist in worrying and persist in prayer. He says when it comes to worry, just resist it. As much as you can, resist it. As much as you can, resist it. Friends, you know and I know. It's hard. It's hard when a worry is your spiritual gift, right? It's like you worry for people who are not worried about their lives. Like you're like, I'll worry for you, you know? Like I I get that. So it's extremely hard to say, hey, just stop doing it. But I think we can resist it. You can just kind of, you can resist it. See, sometimes I think we don't resist it. We play right into it, right? When it comes to worry, we like, we just want to rehearse the things that could go wrong. Basically, that's what worry is. Worry is rehearsing all the things that could go wrong. Faith, though, is rehearsing all the things that could go right. It's the same thing. So what he's saying is, hey, when it comes to uh, worrying, just resist. Because you know how to resist faith. We do. He says you can resist worry. And then he says, persist in prayer. Persist in prayer. He said, hey, let that be the first reaction. Just talk to me. What he's not saying is all of a sudden go into like your prayer voice and start with dear Jesus. No, he said, start talking to me process your worry with me." That's what he's saying. Instead, he says, pray about everything. He says, just start talking to me. Friends, I can just tell you right now, you want the peace of God? Pretend that God is always with you, that God is always talking to you, and you're in a lifelong conversation with Him, and just don't ever stop. Friends, I'll tell you what will happen. What will happen is that this peace that exceeds all our understanding His peace will guard your heart and your mind. That's my prayer for us. I know this for some of us. You're consumed with the chaos in your life. You're consumed with storms. You're consumed with conflict. You're consumed with so many hard things. You've got this loss and this grief that I can only imagine. We've lost loved ones. We've lost so many things that are dear to us. And that has robbed us has stolen this peace, but God wants to give us a peace that cannot be stolen, that cannot be robbed, because it's Him. It's Him. And so today, I think that's where you start with, asking Him to be a part of your life, to be part of your conversation, be a part of everyday conversations that you're going to have with Him. Let's commit to that and let's allow the Holy Spirit to create in us the fruit of the spirit called peace, not the feeling of peace. Hey, let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you so much for my friends. God, I thank you for this conversation. I know that, God, that there's so many issues right now. There's so many um, things that we can, we can talk to you about, because for some of us, God, there's so many things that that we just need help with. We need wisdom on this issue and clarity on the on that issue and just hope on this issue. God, for some of us, we are so tired. We're so tired of what's going on. We're just so tired of fighting. We're so tired of, of this ugly conversations. We're so tired of trying to defend ourselves. We're so tired of conflict right now. We're so tired of disunity. We're so tired, God, of, of even trying to be Good followers of you, we're just tired. Some of us, God, we're so discouraged. We're so discouraged by the people in our lives. We're discouraged by even our own actions. We're discouraged by what things um, are unfolding before us. God, we're discouraged. Others of us, God, we 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 just can't con- seem to control the storm of anxiety. God, this these this uh, this this attack, it seems like this, this, this confusion that overwhelms us, God, this panic that just seems to just come out of nowhere. God, God, I, I know what, I know, God, that those things are real. And I know that you're a God who wants to have real conversations and give us real answers. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name, would you give us a peace that surpasses all understanding? Would you allow us to live in that kind of peace. God, I pray for my friends right now that they would do the hard work, that they would allow themselves to set the peace uh, uh, of you, God, your peace to set the pace of their life. And that, God, that we would actually practice that out, Lord God, and live that out. And that that just means, God, having conversations with you a never-ending conversation with you. I pray that. And God, for some of us, I know that that conversation needs to start today. It needs to just be, God, I'm, I'm coming to you. I haven't talked to you in a while, but I'm coming to you today. God, I pray that regardless who's listening, who's watching, God, God, you would stir in them, God, your love for them, and that they would reach out and begin a conversation that would never, ever end. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.